You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, it's Friday, and it's another exciting weekend of Bulldog baseball. I'm Charlie Winfield. He's Bart Gregory. You feel my excitement, Bart? Charlie, I do feel your excitement. It is first thing on a Friday morning as we get ready for Friday, Saturday, Sunday baseball. We uh, are in the Farm Bureau studios, by the way, downtown Startville. Farm Bureau, all 82 counties. Check them out at favorites.com. We're getting ready. Four o'clock game today. Hey, you talk about Farm Bureau. I actually got on the, the app last night, the mobile agent app. Okay. At about 2.30. I woke up at 2 o'clock and um, just – Full disclosure here. Woke up at 2 o'clock. You and I have not had a good broadcast week. Let's be honest with you. That's true. So, Tuesday night, we got beaten baseball by Austin P. Wednesday night, we got beat by Austin P. And then last night, we had a complete fall apart in the fourth quarter when we had a big lead over Kentucky in women's basketball. Got outscored, what, 24 to 5 in the fourth quarter. And so, last night, I woke up. And um, here are a couple things that I was Googling at 2.30 this morning. One, I was looking to see if uh, I had some questions about my home insurance, but I was able to look it up, trying to figure out the deductible I had. I have no issues right now. I'm just saying if the tree fell, just trying to figure it out. The second thing I did was I was trying to think of songs that we could possibly play on the show this morning. And the only song I could come up with was What Have I Done to Deserve This by the Pet Shop Boys. And then I started Googling Pet Shop Boys songs. And then I was reminded. West End Girls is a pretty good song. West End Girls. But they also had a remake of You Were Always on My Mind that Willie Nelson and Elvis sang. Actually, Brenda Lee sang that song first. So that's where I am right now mentally, Charlie. I had about three hours sleep last night because I went down a deep dive. Well, I did not expect Pet Shop Boys <laughs> to make a cameo here in our Friday preview of this Georgia Southern series. All right, Georgia Southern's coming to town. Here's what shocked me the most as I was looking at this ball game. Ron Polk, of course, was at Georgia Southern, took them to the College World Series, had a reunion here recently, their 50-year reunion of that 73 team that went to the College World Series there. How on earth has it been 50 years since Ron Polk took a team to the College World Series? That seems a little crazy. And how on earth is it that we haven't played these guys? Well, and here is what is really crazy. Rodney Hennon, who is the head coach at Georgia Southern, he is the longest tenured coach at Georgia Southern this season, passing legendary Jack Stallings, who spent 24 years as a head coach. They're only in their second coach since Ron Polk. Jack Stallings followed Ron Polk in 1976 at Georgia Southern, coached 24 years. And now Rodney Hennon is the second coach at Georgia Southern. That's Pittsburgh Steeler-level continuity right there. Unbelievable. The last three coaches at Georgia Southern, Rodney Hennon, the coach now, Jack Stallings, and Ron Polk. Ronald G. How about that? 
Isn't it surprising, though, that Ron Polk coming from Georgia Southern is – I've always felt like he had a good relationship with them. Why have we never played them? I'm not sure. Um, And the only time we've ever played them is because we were mandated to play them. That was in the College World Series. In the College World Series in 1990. We won 15-1 in an elimination game. And that was also something I did a deep dive on too, Charlie, about looking at Georgia Southern and that 1990 College World Series team. They lost in the opening round against Stanford. I was trying to figure out how we ended up playing them. I knew we got beat by Georgia three to nothing. That was when Dave Fleming threw. Oh my goodness! Just an unbelievable game, and they beat us three nothing. Let's see, Rodna, uh, Bobby Reed pitched for us and pitched well for us. But in the first round for Georgia Southern, they got beat by Stanford five to four in extra innings. They had a lead. And in the in the tenth inning, it got beaten the tenth inning, and so they were completely spent. And then we beat them fifteen to one. But here's what I got to reading about that game last night, and I know you, you, this is more than you bargained for, but I'm going to go with it. In the sixth inning of that Georgia Southern Stanford game, in the first game of the 1990 College World Series, which is the last time that Georgia Southern has been to the College World Series, they hit a ball and they had two doubles in the sixth inning and did not score. They had back to back doubles to lead off the inning and did not score. First guy doubled, and then the second guy came up and hit a ball which appeared to go off the wall. They used to have those double layers of walls at Omaha. One was recessed back, but they both had signs on them. Remember that? Remember they used, oh, yeah. used to have the signs on them? Well, the second ball, everybody thought went out of the ballpark except the umpire, and the runner at second just stopped at third. And they argued about it and argued about it and argued about it when replay actually showed it was a home run. And that was the home run. So they stopped at third, ended up second, third, didn't score in that inning, ended up getting beat. But that was the ball that made them change the walls at Rosenblatt. They took all the signs off the walls after that ball. Anyway, we won 15-1 to the next game, and that was Tracy Jobs. We had an 11-run first inning and one. What would you give for an 11-run inning this weekend, maybe today? This team needs it. Well, and if you're – Thinking about Georgia Southern, they need it too. These are two teams who have really struggled at the plate here early in the season. Think about this for Georgia Southern. I'll say this, though, looking at their numbers. When you look at their batting average, Ooh, it's 197. Not good. 197, which is 50 points lower than us. We're batting 247. They're batting 197. So, yes, it can get worse. Witness our opponent this weekend. Here's what they do. They've walked 25 times. Their own base percentage, 333, which for a team that's not hitting, have more walks than they have hits. We're equal. They have as many walks as they have hits. And they played Maryland this past weekend in a three-game set. Maryland has an influx in talent right now. Rob Vaughn really did a good job turning that program around, and now Rob's the head coach at Alabama. And so they – you see, Maryland won Friday and Saturday, Georgia Southern won Sunday, and then Georgia Southern lost on Tuesday night against Georgia Tech at home at a game that they led the entire game that Georgia Tech scored, I think, four in the eighth inning and won seven to four. So if you look at game one right now with Georgia Southern pitching, Thomas Higgins, who started the game Friday against Maryland, so opening day starter, five innings, four hits, no runs, only walked one. And again, I know it's only one game, but if you're trying to get your offense back in line, that doesn't scream, hey, guy, you're going to come jump all over, but you'd certainly like to. This is a team in Georgia Southern when I look at it. They pitch it pretty well in places. They had some good outings so far. They haven't hit. So their center fielder doesn't have a hit this year. 
three different guys have played second base. None of them have gotten a hit. The shortstop's hitting 167. You get the idea. There's really only one guy in the lineup that you look out for, the first baseman, Lancato, who's got an on-base percentage of 579. He's walked seven times. The team, those committed only two errors. So what jumps out at me is this. They don't swing at a lot of balls out of the zone. They don't hit a lot of the balls they swing at. Well, maybe that fits the bill for Nate Dome because Nate last week filled up the zone. So did Cal Steven. So your first two guys pitched well. So you, you've got that matchup tonight where you got the right-hander for the Bulldogs and Nate Dome, and then they're going to go with the right-hander, Thomas Higgins. All right, we talk about them for a minute. All right, let's talk about us. And we mentioned this on the broadcast the other night. We got four guys at the top of our order who are hitting over 300. Hunter Hines leading the team and hitting at 381. We've got five guys, when you get to five through nine, all hitting under 200. Is this the weekend that you see possibly David Mershon come back? You may see Logan Kohler come back. What does that do to your lineup? I think you got to try something. And I think you have to give up defense at this point, right? Don't you have to be willing basically anywhere on the field right now to say we're going to take the guy swinging it, give Mershon a chance if he's healthy, get Kohler back in the lineup. And then do we see Aaron Downs again? You know, Aaron Downs was the designated hitter in game one. Haven't seen him since. you got to figure out what you're going to do with that position, right? Or are you going to go with a left-handed batter? Are we going to see Jackson McKenzie? You know, Aaron Downs was one for four in that first game. Got a fly ball single to the left fielder lost. So that was his only hit. Struck out three times. Jackson McKenzie, one for four as well. He's got a strikeout. Left-handed hitting freshman. So what do you do? With a right-handed pitcher in this game, you wonder if we're going to bring some more left-handed hitters in the lineup. On Tuesday, Wednesday, we have one left-handed hitter in the lineup, and that was Hines. That was it. We got spoiled with switch hitters for a while, didn't we? We did. We really did. Guys that could take the approach either side. Hey, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum, but when you look at this weekend, obviously you want to see wins. Right, and it's real easy because of what we had in this week to say we got to go sweep. I think ultimately for me, you want to see a team that plays well. And I don't want to put a sweep on us, but two out of three seems awfully, awfully important right now. And beyond that, putting up some runs. I think two out of three is a no-doubter. And to be honest with you. When you say a no-doubter, meaning no doubt you got to have it. you got to have it. No doubt you got to win two out of three this weekend. And I would almost, you know, creep up to say you need to win all three this weekend. I mean, Georgia Southern two years ago, yeah, they went to a regional. They hosted, they hosted, a, regional. They hosted a regional two years ago. They were really good. Last year they were below 500. Now, I will say this, playing in that league, the Sunbelt Conference in baseball is a pretty good baseball league. They're picked to finish seventh in the league this year. Old Dominion has been good. Southern Miss is picked to finish second. You've got Louisiana, Lafayette, or whatever you want to call them down there. They're in that league. Texas State's in that league. I mean, you've got a pretty good baseball league. And so if you don't win non-conference games early if you're Georgia Southern, you can kind of put yourself behind the eight ball when you get into conference play. But this is a weekend for us. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is they were not as bad. They're not that terrible of a team, even though they were under 500 last year. But this is a weekend you've got to win some games with your state. 
And, hey, I didn't even mention the best team in that league, and that's Coastal Carolina. I mean, they were the 10 national seed last year. Yeah, so it's a good league. And it's going to be a team. Here, here I guess what I'd say about Georgia Southern, look at they filled it pretty well. They don't hit, but they're not going to chase balls out of the zone and help you. And somehow we just have to play clean. All right, where are we? <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. Where are we mentally right now? Um, in need of some – we it, need an offensive explosion. We just got to unlock some guys. That's all it is. Yeah, I think so too. Hey, this is Maroon Friday. And, of course, Maroon Friday, the perfect place for Maroon Friday is Maroon & Company. That's in the Cotton Mill Marketplace right by Chick-fil-A here in Startville. Go to Maroon & Company near campus or go online to maroonandco.com and get all your Bulldog gear. Hey, you can use the code NIL10. They'll give you a 10% discount and then send 5% of that to the Bulldog Initiative. And so our good friends at Maroon and Company, they've got the old logos that uh, MSU, interlocking MSU vault products. So go to maroonandco.com and get all your Mississippi State gear if you're coming this weekend. And also if you're coming this weekend, enjoy a good country-pleasing sausage dog at the game. Or if you're on the outfield grill, Put some country pleasing on the grill. Our good friends at uh, Country Meat Packers down in Florence, Mississippi, making all those great country pleasing products. And, of course, have the huge butcher shop down there. So if you're in South Mississippi making your way up to Startville or need something to put on the grill this weekend, go by and see our good friends at Country Pleasing. Or go to countrypleasing.com if you live in Seattle, if you live in Portland. And you're like, man, I would love to have some country pleasing sausage. They'll ship it to you. And so our good friends at Country Pleasing Sausage. All right, this is our weekend preview as we get you ready for the weekend. All right, Charlie, from a baseball standpoint, anything else that stands out to you that we got to do? Got to figure out a little bit where we are pitching-wise. You know, we went with Schalke back-to-back games. Tried to extend him in that second game. Is he still the guy you want at the back end? I, and if so, could you see him tonight? I wouldn't think so. Well, that was going to be my question. If you've got a one-run lead – in the top of the ninth inning tonight? I'd go to Brooks Auger. Yeah, I think so. Auger's probably your guy. He's older. He's been around. He's going to throw strikes. I, I think Auger on the back end is where I'd want to go today. And two, you know, we're still not exactly sure. Stone Simmons, we keep being told he's close to coming back. So that adds some more depth. Ligon is there's a guy that's try, they're still trying to work into getting more volume with his pitching. And so, once again, it comes down to Nate Dome. Nate Dome gave you four innings last week. You need him to come out and be good for at least four to five tonight because the last thing you need to do is start chasing innings tonight. No, you're absolutely right because you got to do the math, figure out how you're going to fill up 27 innings of pitching this weekend, right? Yep. And when you start to look at it, um, you'd love to put about six of those on Nate Dome, take five. You'd love to put about six of them on Cal Steven. You'd love to put five or six of them on Gerangelo. The math looks a lot better from there. Math looks a lot better. And so last weekend, looking back, you had three pretty good starts from your starting pitching. Need that again this weekend. All right, basketball going down to LSU this weekend. We've done everything. We talked about this yesterday as well. We've done everything to this point that we've had to do over the last four games. We've won. That's We knew we had to win. You had to beat Arkansas at home. You had – to win on the road at Missouri, you had to win this last game at home against Ole Miss. Had to. 
So now you go to LSU coming off a one-point win at home where they stormed the court down at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center, one by one over Kentucky. You hate to label anything a must-win, especially a road game. But is this a must-win for state basketball? No, it's not a must-win in the sense that if you lose it, the math still works. You still have a path. But I think the reason that it's very important for me that we win this game is because we play Kentucky on Tuesday. You look at the records, they're identical. Kentucky is beatable. They've been beaten. But I've read this book. I've seen how this movie ends. (laughs) That game, the movie ends as a close game where we get jobbed on a couple of calls and lose by four. That's the way this movie's always ended in my lifetime. So you are on the front end blaming officiating on the front end. Yes. I'm fine with that. I I can get behind that. Okay. And free throws. I'm blaming those two. You're blaming free throws as well? Okay. Hey, I can can see that playing out as well. But so that's why I think it's important because, look, Texas A&M is going to be fighting for their lives, right? So that's going to be a really tough road game. South Carolina – is a tough game wherever you have to play them. They look more beatable now. It'll be interesting to see how they fare up in Oxford this weekend. But you got to have two more wins to get in the tournament, right? Get to 9-9 in the league, you feel pretty good. Yeah, especially if you can get a decent draw in the tournament. And you've got three of your five games on the road. you got to go to Auburn. you got to win over there. Mathematically, I'm not saying I'm cheering against us or picking against us, the numbers say you won't. You're going to host Kentucky. You're going to beat them. Numbers say you probably will, but ugh. so I think this is. I will say that this is the lowest ranked team of those left on our schedule, and because of that, I think it's one you need to find a way. Net rating wise, we're the sixth best in the league at 36 right now, so we're sitting in pretty good shape. LSU has an 84 net ranking. And so to go on the road, if you lose this weekend, it's just a quad two loss. It's nothing that's completely dutch. It's not what it what last night was for the women when Kentucky was one fifty six. That was that was that was really really bad. So I mean, you do have we're a thirty six. You've got LSU who's an eighty four. You've got Kentucky who's a twenty four net. You've got Auburn who is a seventh net. South Carolina's 58. We've got a better net than South Carolina right now, even though they're 21-5. and five. So that's kind of a look. All right, before we get out of here, in SEC play this weekend in baseball, you've got a couple tournaments going on. Arkansas is taking on Oregon State. They're playing out in Arlington this weekend. So that'll uh, that's the Friday game that uh, Arkansas and Oregon State. And then Saturday, Arkansas is playing Oklahoma State. And then Sunday, Arkansas and Missouri, Michigan – Auburn is playing down in Jacksonville. They've got Iowa, I think, today. Yeah, they've got 18th-ranked Iowa today. They'll have Wichita State tomorrow and then Virginia on Sunday. Kentucky's playing out at Round Rock. They're taking on Washington State today, Texas State tomorrow, and then Kansas in the Sunday game. By the way, I see Washington State. Washington State, do you see where they beat Arizona in men's basketball? So that will help out. That helps out our net ranking a little bit. That was a good win early in the year. But elsewhere in the league, nothing else really stands out at you. Northern Kentucky's at Georgia. Stony Brook's down at LSU. Belmont is at South Carolina. Albany is in Knoxville against Tennessee. Valpo is at Alabama. 
high points in Oxford to take on Ole Miss. Should be an interesting series between Gonzaga and Vanderbilt up in Nashville. Vanderbilt off to a slow start as well. Columbia down in Gainesville to take on the Florida Gators. Wagner is at number four, Texas A&M. And Missouri is out in the Tony Gwynn legacy. They're playing against San Diego State tonight. You see San Diego tomorrow, and so it's Missouri. Anyway, all right, so that's a look at uh, what's going on this weekend. All right, final thoughts on Georgia Southern. They're going to field it pretty well. They're going to pitch it pretty well in spots. And in the bottom half of their order, they don't hit either. Somebody among these two teams is going to have to get some hits in the bottom of the order, or we're going to be watching a lot of 4-2 to two ball games. Yeah, and the thing we don't need to happen is for them to come out like the first, second inning and take a 3 nothing lead. I think we're a little fragile right now. I think we're very fragile mentally right now. The only thing that I would take exception with you, what you just said, as you said, I think. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember Coach Kroom saying that when uh, they used to go around the table and he was a linebacker coach at Alabama under Paul Bryan, Bear Bryan. And he said they would go around the, the room and he says, my first year as a coach, Something happened in practice, and he says, well, I think so-and-so had a really good practice today and said, Bear Bryant leaned back in his chair, and he says, I think, you think? Let me tell you something, son. you got to know. He said, you don't say I think around this table. And so, I'm sorry, Charlie. I I know. I said, I think around this table. I should not say I think around this table. No, I know we are a fragile team. I know that it is going to be very important to put up runs early. I know – that it is going to be important to have a shutdown first inning for us defensively. We cannot issue a walk and then have Blancado run one out of here, which he can do. Yeah. Um, we don't need that. Well, I'll tell you this. I had some good Strange Brew Coffee House coffee this morning. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, Spring Street and Highway 12. Ran through the drive through this morning at Strange Brew. Had my blueberry cobbler-flavored coffee. They've got three locations, one here in Starville, the other in Tupelo, and another in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Churn and spoon ice cream, a little bit warm outside. It's warm enough for ice cream without doubt right now. But that Strange Brew coffee, it's great stuff. They'll ship you some mugs. They'll ship you the coffee. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. We talked about Heartland Catfish the other day on our show. Heartland Catfish, producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish anywhere it can get. And it all started in the Mississippi Delta. They're over in Itabina from the ponds all the way to your plate. And one of the great places you can get that great catfish is our friends at Jerry's Catfish House, the Igloo down on Highway 49 in Florence. And also Howard Technology Solutions. Go to howardcomputers.com to see how this Mississippi company can help you with your business solutions. Laptops, printers, network security, security cameras. Howard Computers. Dot com. All right, Charlie, all three this weekend. We've got 4 o'clock today, 2 o'clock tomorrow, and then 1 o'clock on Sunday. And uh, I'm saying it right now, throwing down a gauntlet. We need to sweep. I agree. you you got to take all three. And beyond that, well, we'll discuss it on Sunday Coffee. Well, it's not the broadcaster's fault. I had multiple people texting me last night after the game, after we lost in women's basketball. I'm beginning to think it's y'all. It has nothing to do with us. We are going to keep a positive attitude is what we oh are going to Oh, my goodness. Like I, just, uh, all right, let me just – let's peel it back a minute. <laughs> because I listened to you. There's a base hit to right. What did I do? 
I did not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you'd have to know that on TV we're asked to be fairly neutral. And I think we try to be, and we are. Okay, I'm just saying in the in the bottom or the top of the night the other night, the base hits to right down the line. I mean, there was a little disgust coming out of you. I didn't. I didn't mean it. Last night there was a little disgust coming out of you. That's the problem. And I will say this: it, it's tough when you are a fan. And at the end of the day, no, it is hard. It is tough. It makes it tough because you are a fan, and so. But today. Starting in the first inning, when the lights come on, Charlie, and we welcome everyone to the dude, as they say, I am going to be positive. Well, I'm positive we need to sweep. And I am hopeful that we're going to get starting pitching like we got a week ago. If we do, we'll be fine. But let's talk about it Sunday at Sunday Coffee. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs>